Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Boy, do we have a treat for you listeners today with our guest making a return appearance on the Cracked Interviews Podcast on her birthday, nonetheless, nine-time Grand Slam champion, Olympic gold medalist, Bethany Maddox-Sands returns to the show to talk about all sorts of things that are happening right now in her life. We obviously had to take a little bit of time to talk about her response to the coronavirus, how it impacts her training schedule, what, you know, her, her mapping of the year moving forward. And we do talk about that, but so many laughs shared on this podcast. She talks about uh, her new fashion line that she's launching, and that's no laughing matter, but, you know, we talk about all of the dancing that we've seen on from TikToks, all of these professional athletes, uh, how they spend their spare time. It's a really fun conversation. And at a time like this, when so many of us are facing pain, facing grief, and, you know, we're all nervous about what these next few months are going to look like. I can't recommend this podcast enough uh, for you listeners. I promise it will provide you a bit of a distraction from all of the grief we're all facing right now in our everyday life. So really excited for that. Before we get to the conversation, do have to take this moment to plug a couple of things we've got going on at Cracked Rackets right now. Our super producer, Daniel Westoff, up to all sorts of amazing things on our YouTube channel. If you haven't yet seen Overserved, our new video series that pokes fun at all the unintentional comedy produced by tennis players on a week-by-week basis. Please go check that out again on our YouTube channel. Episode 1 will be up there already. Episode 2 should be on there as well by the time you're listening to this podcast. So go give that a look. I promise you will enjoy the tone of that. It's, I think, the sort of content we all need in a moment like this when, again, everyone is so serious all the time. Deservedly so. We're all nervous, but you know, it'll provide you a bit of a, you know, a 10 minute break from all that. You can just go back to remembering what it was like when all we had to worry about was tennis, all of the joy that comes with those sorts of things. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, we will have mini breaks firing throughout this week. If you didn't listen to any of last week's podcast, Steve Weissman of Tennis Channel Live, Mark Lucero, also Tennis Channel Analyst, coach of Steve Johnson and Nicole Gibbs as well, as well as John Wertheim of Sports Illustrated, a really fun list of guests. And we've got a some really fun Great Shot podcast content coming out as well. So be on the lookout for all of those things this week. But for now, enjoy my conversation with the one and only Bethany Maddox-Sands.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us now on the Crack Interviews podcast, a returning guest. You, of course, know her as a nine-time Grand Slam champion, Olympic gold medalist. I affectionately refer to her as B-Dog. Bethany Maddox-Sands, <laughs> welcome back to the Crack Interviews podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I need you to like intro me for all my uh, on-court uh, matches here. Oh, get a, get a good be- pep talk going. No, please. It would be an honor, a privilege. Uh, I would love to do that. And I have to start off here. Happy birthday to you. I know we're recording Saturday. It's on Monday, uh, but yep. happy early birthday. Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of it's hard to believe that I'm turning 23 in a couple of days, <laughs> so I'm super pumped, but I'm feeling fresh. Uh, it doesn't quite uh, feel like my normal birthday. Obviously, I'm usually in Miami uh, at this time, but uh you know, it's Aries season, and if you ask anyone around me, I am 100% in Aries. Oh, it's Aries season. I think that's the first time I've ever heard it phrased like that. That's good. <laughs> like but you might hear a lot of firsts with me, just to like forewarn <laughs> you, so uh, no, I, no, I would in. say... Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Like you say, game set, Maddox Sands. Uh, that was perfect. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> um, and I know we, you've got a couple of exciting things coming up as well, a fashion line being launched that I want to ask you about. But, you know, let's get the serious stuff out of the way first. The big news for all of us, the coronavirus, uh, you know, not only affecting the tennis world, but affecting so many of us. As you mentioned, you're usually in Miami at this time, and that's not the case. I'm curious, how are you holding up? Everything all right? Yeah, no, I'm doing well, uh, you know, just um, doing the social distancing and, you know, my family's feeling good. I'm in touch with them. We're actually, uh, my immediate family, we're kind of all spread out. My brothers and parents are in Florida. My sister is in Oregon. Um, Justin's parents are in Pennsylvania. So we are four corners right now, but everyone is doing well. Everyone's healthy. But it's, you know, I think it's a pretty wild time for, for everyone right, right now. You know, I I feel pretty lucky that I live in Arizona and Phoenix we have great weather you know I have my backyard um that I can hang out in so it's it's you know you're making the best of a of a tough time no and I know your husband Justin is nearby so I don't feel bad saying I feel like you'd be a fun person to be quarantined with I feel like you could still have (laughs) fun we're keeping it fun listen I just was on Amazon ordering badminton nets we got uh some cornhole (laughs) coming I have a dart set up and running we have a pool table in our house so let me tell you after all of this I'm gonna start hustling some people so uh, (laughs) I'm planning I'm planning on uh learning a few new things keeping a good schedule I'm training so I I have a gym in my garage uh I have actually my hitting partner is from Italy and he's living with us right now um, so I'm learning Italian at night, so I feel like I'm going to come out of this, uh, winning. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, that's great to hear again, that positive attitude. That's why we're so happy to have you on. And I'm curious, you brought up the training, your hitting partner living with you. That's obviously not usually the case, but how has it been trying to maintain your level of play, maintain your fitness when, you know, so many gyms, all of these different things are closed around the country? 
Look, I, I actually think it's, uh, well, one, I'm lucky that uh, the, the hitting partner that I have uh, was traveling with me. He was supposed to be with me through Indian Wells, Miami, and Charleston. So, you know, from Indian Wells, he's been he's been staying with us, um, and he was he was obviously with me in the off season training. So I kind of feel like I have my my in house trainer. Uh, so it's kind of <laughs> nice. But um, you know, right now it just depends on if we can get open tennis courts that are kind of away from everyone. But at the end of the day, if I don't play tennis for a while, I'm okay. Look, I've had enough injuries in my career that if I need to take a few weeks off of tennis, I'm gonna be good. I'm not going to lose my hands. I think there's so much I can do just in my backyard. Again, like I said, I have a gym in my in my garage, so I feel like I can stay in shape. I mean, I, I can tune into Sean T's videos, learn how to dance. I, I just think, you know, just because we have to adapt a little bit to our normal schedules doesn't mean that we can find ways to stay fit, have fun, be healthy, uh, which is what I'm planning to do uh, through these next few weeks. Yeah, as a fan, part of the highlight, what gets me through the day is the amount of professional athlete dancing. And it's like, not only are you guys better at tennis than all of us, but you're also just better dancers. It's ridiculous. It's just like, I mean, I'm trying to learn these different things. Uh, listen, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, like, athletes, I feel like are used to, they can pick up things pretty well. Like, we're either, we're, most of us are pretty visual learners. So when we have someone kind of show us something, as soon as we kind of get the feel for it, um, we, we can pick up things pretty quick. So I'm, I'm going to give some credit to all the athletes out there that, uh, that can pick up uh, new things fast. No, it's the hips. Like Shakira was wrong. My hips do lie. There's just no turn, <laughs> no torque, none of it. It's all just horrible. Uh, so it's that's okay. It's just, pra- it's just practice. It's, there's a little, there's hope for everyone. <laughs> Even people with, I, listen, I've, I've got the most least flexible hips ever. This is two hip surgeries a couple years ago. So if I can do it, I know you can do it. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. No, the, uh, and just so you know, I'm a, I was raised Jewish and like, of course our signature dance is sitting in a chair and everyone raises it up above <laughs> you because we don't actually have moves. So, uh, it That's all makes sense. <laughs> it all it makes um, sense. <laughs> I have not tried, I have not tried that dance yet. So maybe oh. I'll have to, uh, once this is all over, I'll, I'll have to see. No, oh, I've, uh, I've taught my new roommates a bunch of Yiddish. Uh, I'm just, they're all learning <laughs> Dainu and all the different phrases, you know, all the different, you know, that's and, yeah, that's, that's how we spend our time. But people don't care how I'm spending my time. They want to know about you, obviously. And, you know, I'm curious from your perspective, because you have a, you know, a prominent voice in the tennis world. And as all of these different announcements have come out from the ATP, from the WTA canceling events, and, you know, the French Open, putting it on the table and saying your move everyone else uh curious you know what have what have you yeah sorry for the phrasing but you know what have you thought of the way things have transpired what have you thought of you know the the way the tour has handled the current situation I, I, first and foremost, it's a tough situation. It's really unprecedented. There's nothing like this that we could compare. We didn't really have anything in the rule books and things like that to say, if this happens, this is what we do. So everyone's really shooting from the hip right now. And I think the biggest thing was communicating with all the players. And, you know, everyone was obviously in Indian Wells um, training right when, when that got canceled. I mean, it was, I think they made the call about 12 hours before qualifying started. So, at, you know, all the players were in town and, you know, it was at first, you know, it was one of the biggest sports events to get canceled in the U S and, you know, there were, you know, 
discussions about was it too dramatic? Uh, it, was it necessary? And, you know, looking back, I, you know, it was the right decision since kind of after that, there was a little cascading effect to more events getting canceled, not just in tennis, but obviously sports wide. Um, but, you know, it's it, tennis, you know, one of the things that's, that's challenging for players is, you know, tournament, we kind of rely on the tours being up and running for us to be making our money. We, you know, we don't have these assigned contracts um, and, or anything. So, you know, everyone's kind of had to reevaluate what, what they're doing. And, you know, I think obviously health is first and foremost for the tours and, you know, especially the amount of international traveling that we would all have to do. I mean, we were after Indian Wells in Miami, it was going to, we were going to head over for the European season, one of our big tournaments in Rome, which we know the situation in Italy right now. So, you know, it's, I, I think the tours, you know, have been doing their best to communicate with players in a, in a situation where, you know, it's not just affect. It's not like it's just tennis that's getting canceled. I mean, really, everyone has kind of had to reevaluate, kind of what they're doing in their everyday life. It's thrown a lot of people's schedules off. I mean, it's it, and it's still continuing to do that. So I think, you know, for me, it's you know, you got to kind of look at what you can do, uh, adapt and adjust as best you can, and stay positive. I mean, there there will be a light at the end of the tunnel, I believe, um, and it's just sort of on us to do our part to to stay safe and healthy. I wish you could see the smile on my face. That's what I needed to hear. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, and I, I'm curious because, you know, again, you are one of the leading voices on tour. And one thing we've heard from so many people over this stretch of time is is now going to be the moment where a players union, whether it's just an ATP, just a WTA union, or a collective players union emerges. Do you feel there's any momentum heading in that direction? And curious what your thoughts are on the topic. I think uh, we both the men and women have talked about this for a long time. You know, the tough part about tennis is that there's so many different parties involved. I mean, like like you said, even the French Open sort of announcing being a cowboy and kind of announcing that this is the date they're going to do it and not talking with anyone. You know, we have ITF, we have USTA, we have LTA, we have the Australian Federation. Like we just have so many and then you know our tournaments that you have some agencies that own them and then you have some private tournaments that are owned by uh, you know private people so it's i think that's what makes it challenging in tennis for us to kind of move along the same wavelength all the time and you know would a union would the players getting together get some more stuff done i honestly i really think so you know i don't think it's in a way to to sort of us against them because at the end of the day like we can make this all work like if everybody's if the sponsors are winning if fans are engaged if players are healthy and happy with their schedule of tournaments are making money i mean really there, there's like this common ground that we can all find where everybody wins and i think you know is it does it require maybe the players getting together possibly and we're and i think everyone's definitely talking about that um you know what we'll see what sort of transpires over the next couple of weeks but i know it's definitely being discussed yeah oh, another idea that was thrown around uh, the idea of a universal basic income where depending on your ranking for at the start of the year you you know no longer would first round losses be paid out instead everyone is guaranteed a certain amount of money at the start of the season and then for every win you accumulate you actually get paid again this you know i'm sure it's something that's floated around before but any initial thoughts on that and i promise that's the last serious question <laughs> the last year was, no, I definitely. I here's the thing. I definitely think 
topics like that should be discussed. I mean, you know, whether that's the answer, um, I'm, I'm not sure yet, but I think in order for tennis to sort of grow and shift with, you know, the competition against other sports, other entertainment, we need to ask ourselves a little bit more progressive questions um, to, to further the sport. And if like the way we get paid um, creates, you know, this better way for players to, you know, be secure in what they do and then ultimately bring a better product onto the court. I mean, every, like everybody wins there as well. So I'm a big fan of asking sort of out of the box questions. And even if there, it's like, well, you get to a point of meeting where it's like, okay, that's too far. Like we couldn't possibly do that. You eventually do kind of find this medium ground that this middle ground that is better than where you were at and maybe a little less exaggerated than the initial idea. But I'm, you know, in case everyone is wondering, on the exaggerated side, just to kind of get these brainstorms and out-of-the-box ideas where, where we can find these solutions um, and just make make tennis better, like create better job opportunities, better fan experiences, get more sponsors interested in it. I mean, again, I'm, I'm all for this win-win idea, and I think it's very, very possible. Yeah, I, I certainly, again, this is why you're one of the leading voices, because you're willing to push the envelope, talk about the hard topics. Uh, this is going to be maybe an easier topic for you. I know we did get to play <laughs> a little bit of tennis in 2020, and in that little stretch of time, you obviously had uh, quite a bit of success, you and Jamie Murray partnering to make the finals in Australia. You guys knock off the number one seeds in the first round, given how long of a stretch it might be, but until we get to play another competitive event, you know, looking back on it, what, what are your memories of that run? Obviously you guys were clicking. I know uh, Jamie's such a gentleman. I, I love playing with him. I mean, really, I think we have such great chemistry out there. Uh, at this point, you know, obviously we've won a couple slams. We've played to, we've played a few matches and even though we don't get to practice a lot, I know that's a question actually I get asked a lot is how much do we practice together and work on, plays and strategy and I'm like honestly we warm up pretty much the day before we play a match and then (laughs) sort of wing it so it comes down to communication obviously we both trust each other how good of tennis players we are I mean Jamie's hands up at net are ridiculous his court positioning is ridiculous you know and it's uh you know I'm actually following all his tutorials on Instagram just in case you guys (laughs) want to know more about devils you need to follow Jamie Murray on Insta uh, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure he's putting it up on Facebook and YouTube as well. But, uh, you know, he's he's such an awesome person uh, off the court as well. And it's it's really a lot of fun playing with him. But, yeah, we did really well. Uh, played Strakova and Mello first round, number one seeds. It was a tough match. And then made a good run to the finals where we lost in the tiebreaker. But still, you know, making the finals of a slam, still collecting some hardware. It, it's always awesome. But I, I love playing mixed doubles. Uh, I love playing doubles, period. But... You know, with Jamie, it's really special. Yeah, no, and I, again, I say this lovingly. Let's preface, he's a way better tennis player than I will ever be. His doubles tutorials, exceptional, maybe the best out there. But have you ever watched <laughs> him hit a forehand and been like, dude, that's just Listen, I've warmed, I've warmed up with him, okay? I know how he hits his forehand. Like, wait, the, at the, listen, actually, some of his forehand returns that he keeps super low, like that inside-out forehand, like lefty forehand angle, is such a good setup for me at net. I'm just ready for the person who's serving and volleying to pop it up and I'm poaching so yeah I gotta give credit where credit is due like he's he knows what his strengths are uh he really uses his leftiness uh, out there on the court with it even setting up his serve 
Uh, I mean, this guy can keep the, his return so low, and then all of a sudden, just when you you get a sense that your opponents are closing the net, his lob is ridiculous. So it's you know it's just a different game style when you look at all the other players that are looking for power um, and 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 everything. You see Jamie come in with the great hands, good court position. It's it's just a different. And that's why I think why we get along too. Like I, I love to rip the ball. I'm a little bit aggressive. Like I come out there with all this energy and Jamie's just like super calm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very yin yang relationship out there, but it's awesome. Look again, I'm going to say that's a little bit of a cop out because I, I did, you know, he's exceptional. I agree with you, but just watching that forehand, I'd be like, dude, <laughs> like, come on, uh, come on. You're, you're, you're too skilled to hit a ball and make it look like that. <laughs> He may, hey, listen, he makes it. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to discredit anyone that's figured something out. So, no, that's but it's fair, funny. But... Like he's not, he's not, he's not playing singles. So yeah, also true. And you know, again, he would be a fun guy to be quarantined with. Cause he just seems like one of those guys whose brain is constantly churning out uh, new stuff. So yeah. And again, you guys have had so much success, so it's easy to see. All right. The reason I'm exceptionally excited to have you on is because I know this Monday, your birthday, you are launching <laughs> a new clothing line. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's called the Deco Stride Collection. Can you tell our fans a little yes. bit about that? Yes. It's so it's my collaboration with Lucky and Love. Um, I've been doing it for the past year. This is my third drop of 2020. And um, I, I had my line in Australia, uh, which was kind of uh, inspired by the Sydney Opera House lit up at night. Then I had my BMP Paribas, which was the desert theme. But this Deco Drive, I'm super bummed. It's like it's the sort of reminiscent of the Art Deco district in Miami. It's got these cool aqua colors, lavender colors, and it's very retro. Uh, I'm, I'm just sad I'm not going to be wearing it in Miami, but uh, <laughs> I'll be wearing it at home. So I think, so I, I ordered my badminton set. So I'm going to be, just stay tuned. I'm going to be posting videos of me in my Miami Art Deco uh, outfit while I'm playing, crushing somebody, uh, hopefully Justin at badminton. So just, just a little bit, of, a little bit of a shift, but, but still dropping the line, but it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people know me for my fashion. It's all, I've always liked to look a little bit different, unique. I've, I've worn a lot of colors and part of, the reason why it worked so well with Lucky and Love is they, they sort of get me. I mean, from the very beginning, when I worked with their designers, we talked about cuts, we talked about colors. I wanted performance, and I wanted to look good and feel good out there. So we kind of took everything in consideration for all my lines. And I think these last couple ones that I just dropped are the best ones yet. Yeah, I mean, I love the color scheme. I'm looking at some photos now. I'm a fan. Um, okay, there you go. I, yeah, yeah, for whatever it's worth, and you should know my fashion sense atrocious, okay. almost as bad as some are you, of my are you jokes. Looking at the picture, are you looking at the picture where I have my thigh-high boots? Because I think you would like those, <laughs> oh, actually. I, those I feel boots like were I made for walking. For I yeah. know. I, I, can get, I can get some for you. All right. Well, we'll we'll connect after this. I'll talk to Justin. We'll see what it, it's all about. It, yeah, <laughs> it will help. It, it will help with those dancing with those hips moves. So I got you. Don't worry. They do look supportive. I will definitely say that. <laughs> uh, they're, they're pretty sturdy. The platforms are deceiving. They're 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 sturdy. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I love it. And, um, you know, for you to have uh, some an artistic output to channel, you know, so much of your creative energy outside of the tennis court, how helpful is that for you in terms of just staying mentally healthy? No, definitely. I mean, I'm in case for, for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram or maybe know me well, I've always said that when I'm having fun and enjoying life on and off the court, that's when I'm playing my best tennis. You know, we definitely go through our challenging times. We have our ups and our downs and I make sure I enjoy each as they come. But you know, for me, this creative outlet, it was something even when I was younger, fashion was kind of this starting point in the conversation. It's kind of a way to break the ice. I would talk about someone's outfit or compliment them on their belt or matching their shoes to their hat. Or it was, it was something that believe it or not, when I was shy, when I was younger, uh, sort of brought, brought me out of my shell. And it's just, you know, I would be involved in fashion the way I am if I didn't play tennis. So I like to keep things very, very real. I mean, just because I'm a professional tennis player doesn't mean I have all these other interests and this, all these other sides to me. And I, when I feel like I'm in balance sort of with everything, that's ultimately when I'm going to get my best tennis results, which is one of my, the goal anyways. So. No, you're right. I don't believe you were ever shy. Um, I but, know. You know. I, pro- I promise. I, I actually was really shy when I was younger, when I was a teenager. And I kind of came out of my shell a little bit when I was like 18, 19. And then uh, when I met my husband when I was 22, 23, when I met Justin, uh, that was the end of being shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. Well, since you brought up Justin, I'm going to quote a prominent Twitter thinker. Anyone else completely rethinking their relationship status based on the memes their other half is finding hilarious right now? Uh, you know, that came from you. Uh, what was yes. the meme that set that off? Jesus. Do you? Okay. So hopefully <laughs> th- hopefully this podcast can be a little edited because I'll, oh, I'll straight up be honest with what he showed me right now. It was like day one. It was a picture of day one of quarantine. And then, pic- then day 39, another picture of you can guess what these pictures looked like and I was just like I'm done like it's like day three and I'm already getting this this is ridiculous (laughs) I don't know I don't know if you want to edit that out or in but that I'm I'm being honest that was the picture that was shown to me and that that I immediately wrote that tweet so yes i will quack out don't worry the uh, the prominent parts of that story but that's amazing and i will say the people who are and i'll respond back and don't worry our super producer at west stuff will edit this out as well but the amount of people who have used like fake corona announcements or whatever to just send pics it's just like come on man like it's just not funny anymore ridiculous uh, yeah, yes. so ridiculous. It's just, yeah, it's uh, just out of control. I mean, I, look, I appreciate all the memes that are, like, running high. I mean, because I think it's important to, you know, still have some humor in your life and, and you know, not that you're not taking things seriously, but, you know, it's definitely important to laugh and, and enjoy things as well, kind of let up some steam. But <laughs> so I, I do. I'll, I'll be the first one to say I appreciate some of the memes out there. I'm just saying sometimes they're, they, it's enough. Like, I got I to gotta go do something else. I got to turn the phone off and just stop. We're, no, we've I, gone too far. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Hopefully, our cracked fans out there will turn to this podcast um, and so many because yeah, we'll try and provide whatever distractions. He worked in a plug, um, but you know, to get back uh, to your new fashion line, was the birthday release always part of the plan? The birthday release was kind of the plan. Um, I, I would say just because I was gonna. That's when I was gonna start playing in Miami. Obviously, I was gonna be there whether I was playing. Uh, I was gonna be practicing there already, but. I think it was, I wanted to release it a little bit earlier had the tournament been going on, but because of the shift of everything from Indian Wells, we pushed it back so it would be on my birthday, which I think is good. Then I get to celebrate something, um, the release of this new line, which I hope everyone will be super excited about. And again, I'm turning, I'm turning 23, so it's it's a big, big it's a big birthday for me. Oh, I remember my 23rd. It was not too long ago, uh, and it was just a riveting time. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a fun one. I'm sure Justin's got a couple 23-year-old memes lined up for you. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he, he's already looking them up, so I can't yeah. wait to get this on my – he's going to DM me. Yeah, exactly. That'll part Half the fun. Well, uh, you know, last few questions for you. Um, In terms of one of my favorite pieces of content – throughout this entire 2020 season, although abbreviated, I guess a 2020 year, was the video you shot with Sonia Kennan after she won the Australian <laughs> Open. You got the first-hand look. Uh, you know, how cool was it to be with her right after that moment? And can you kind of talk about her performance, how cool that was to see? Uh, so are you talking about when I was in the locker room with her? Yeah, it was great. So, okay, so that was actually, she made the finals on that one. That was after oh. her semifinal win, when I was in the locker room. Uh, I mean, I saw her. I did see her after she won too. But if like, uh, if you're talking about the one where I'm it's the Djokovic, Instagram, where, where she shoots her shot. Wait, 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 wait. Which one? I'm yeah, like the, in the yeah, the Djokovic. Yeah. Again, it, it it feels like the Australian Open was six years ago. So I, yeah, I, yeah, so, <laughs> I know. Um, like I seriously have like one thousand things happened since Australian Open. I think so. <laughs> But I, no, so I mean, Sonia's super, we all know Sonia's super feisty. So I just wanted to like give people a peek into her personality. I feel like sometimes, you know, we don't know all these professional athletes, especially tennis players. Like we're out there by ourselves. We don't really talk to our coaches. Like we're not allowed to show a lot of emotions. So um, it was just, it was fun to kind of interview her about, I mean, she was freaking out because Andy Roddick shot her a tweet and I'm like, dude. I was like, you're in the finals of the Australian Open. Like, I mean, Andy's cool, but, like, you are in the finals, like, in a couple days. So, but she was just, like, it was cool to see just her childlike. I mean, it was her first time there, and she was just so genuinely excited about it. And she, you know, she was talking about her Cartier bracelets for a while, and each win that she got, she was going to get one with more diamonds. So, uh, we have to do another update on that because uh, I think she went in between Australian Open and Fed Cup. She went to go, she went to the Cartier store to get it, and so it was just, it was, it was fun. I mean, she was super excited, super emotional, which you know I'm not surprised. But she's such, she, she's such a good kid, and I'm, I was really proud of her and happy that she was able to get through that. I mean, once, once you can tell, once she's kind of got the momentum, even in the finals when she was down a little bit, once she kind of made that turn. I knew she was coming back. So she's just, she's a good kid and you'll be, you'll be seeing a lot more from her. Yeah, it was such a fun run to see. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the personality matches the game style, right? There's nothing she can't do. Uh, so definitely, it's really, 
It's really fun to see. All right, my last question for you in doing the research, and, you know, I like to do my research beforehand. I tried to go to bematic.com, and it just said all new 2020 website coming soon. What can I expect in the near future in case there's a part three to this podcast series? Uh, Well, there's definitely going to be a part three to this podcast. (laughs) I'm actually looking at doing a podcast as well. Um, I think, you know what, in all honesty, I think I got to shift what my website was going to be. I mean, this, uh, my whole idea for what it was, was going to go around my schedule, traveling, and I got to reevaluate. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be sort of brainstorming over the next couple of weeks on what would be interesting and entertaining, whether it's what I'm doing in the interim training, whether it's more videos, uh, is it, you know, is it joking around behind the scenes with Justin or is it, you know, what am I doing training wise? So I think I <laughs> I actually got to shift kind of everything I had planned for the website and uh, switch it up. But I promise it will be good and it will be entertaining. And then we're going to do another podcast. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And yeah, at least you have time on your hands, right? So certainly exactly. if, uh, if any exactly. uh, shifting needs to do it. It might, requ- it might require Justin being my photographer in the backyard to get some good shots uh, <laughs> for new pics on the banners and everything. But we make it work. Justin wears a lot of hats. Yeah, no, that uh, the palm tree on the photo right now is just perfectly placed. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. Justin's it is. good. Uh, Justin's good with the details. So, I mean, like I said, he's like right now he's chef, he's a photographer, he's usually team travel agent. So his roles his roles shift. Uh, yeah, the only detail. The only butchered detail is no cool kids play on hard true. You know, it's always out of hard quarter, the red clay. So that might be the only change to make. This is true, but I don't know. That's what we grew up in Florida. Like, if you're in Florida, you're playing on hard true. Yeah, that's, again, that's why you're good at tennis and I'm struggling to dance. Uh, I mean, listen, listen, I would, look, if we can come together um, as a country and put some legit European red clay in, uh, in around the States, I would be, I would vote for it. I'd be all for that. Trust (laughs) me, I love the red clay. But right now, apparently everyone in the U.S. wants this green clay that's not real clay, but we will adapt to that. But uh, let me know when we put that petition together to get more European red clay in the U.S. Yeah, no, I'll talk to my league people. That it, I'm sure, okay. again, might as well throw that on the priority list. But uh, no, that, 100%. That's got to be a priority right now. <laughs> yeah. Slide that in somewhere, the small print. No, I mean, yeah, it's a $1.3 trillion, whatever they're passing in Congress, that can be like subsection C, where it's like, and by the way, no more hard true. Um, There we go. Imagine, yeah, exactly. I think we can slide it in. Let's do this. Yeah, it's perfect. But, Bethany, uh, one last time for our fans out there. Sorry, Bethany, that felt weird. B-Dog, one last time for (laughs) our fans out there. Uh, Can you let them know where they can find your new line and all of your content moving forward? Yes. So, I mean, obviously you can find out anything I do on my Instagram. I'm pretty active on that, whether it's on story or on my feed and I'm the one checking it. So whenever there's replies and posts, it's all coming from me. I do it myself. I want to keep it pretty authentic, but you can get my new lucky and love line at tenniswarehouse.com. If you're in Europe, tenniswarehouseeurope.com. Obviously, you can go to Lucky and Love's website as well and find it there. But it will be dropping on Monday. It is uh, limited, limited uh, items and release, so you want to kind of grab it while you can. Um, and then tune in to my Insta to see me playing some badminton in it. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Well, again, B-Dog, thank you so much for taking the time. Happy early birthday to you. Uh, any of our fans out there, wish her a happy birthday as well on social media. And take care, stay safe. Looking forward to all the fun content coming our way. Yes, for sure. Let's do it again. Yeah, of course. Take care. All right. See ya. Perfect. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with the one and only Bethany B-Dog, Maddox Sands, BMS, hashtag Game Set, Maddox Sands, however it is you refer to her now. I mean, talk about a great personality. When players like her are the faces of our game, that's how I know, you know we are in such great shape as a sport, and when we get the sport back, it will continue Happy to thrive. Birthday! as it always does and can't thank her enough for taking the time and of course happy birthday Bethany Uh, I know I had Westoff throw you in a birthday sound effect just gonna ask him to squeeze in one more here in the outro Westoff can I get that birthday sound effect please uh, I wish you guys could see the the uh, facial expression he just gave me as I called for that. But, you know, speaking of super producer Daniel Westoff, I mentioned this at the top. He has spent so much time uh, producing our newest video series, Overserved. Uh, again, focusing on the unintentional comedy that we see week in, week out from the tennis world. And, you know, at a time like this, I think we all need comedy. We all need laughter now more than ever. So if this video is able to provide any of you just a brief moment of distraction just to get you out of the day-to-day struggles that we're all going through right now uh certainly we will have done our job and i really do think this is the sort of content you all will enjoy so be on the lookout for that as i mentioned super producer daniel westoff have to give a shout out to him to super producer max fligner as well for a of an editing job they continue to do day in day out none of this stuff at crack rackets happens without their tireless work so shout out to them if you have missed any of our action, be sure to go to the website, crackedrackets.com, for the immediate, more immediate updates. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of the accounts are at Cracked Rackets. Uh, if you need a distraction from, again, you have a DM, you have a question, you just want to chat, you're like, hey, I'm bored right now, self-quarantining. I want someone to chat with. You can always reach out to me on Twitter, at GreatShotPod. Again, no one does, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, CM? So uh, no one does distraction. No one does procrastination quite like Alex Gruskin, so feel free to reach out. Happy to chat with anyone out there who's in need of that sort of discussion. Also, of course, like, rate, subscribe, review this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, the Mini Break Podcast. We're up to some fun things at Crack Rackets. I'm not going to give them all away right now, but we've got some long-term projects in the works that are coming closer and closer to being finished, so be on the lookout for all of those things. But... For my lovely guest, the recently turned 23-year-old Bethany Madison, for our super producers, Max Flickner and Daniel Westhoff, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Thanks for listening, and we will see you all later in the week. Thanks, everybody.